Super Talk Mississippi media production. I'll pre-record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty, Kelly Santa. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Corps Studio right here in Hattiesburg. Luke Johnson at the Southern Bank Corps Studio in Laurel. We've got a great show today. Jordy McNellis is about to join us. The legend Hill Denson on the show later. We're going to be discussing the football schedules, plural here uh, later in the show as well. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue, great supporters of Southern Miss Athletics. Great place to enjoy a great meal with your family seven days a week, or they'll cater any event for you, upcoming large or small. Make sure you choose Dickie's. Jordan McNellis, one of our very favorite people in the world, head basketball coach of the Lady Eagle basketball program. All right, Coach, now we're getting down to the finish line here. we got two games left uh, at UAB at Charlotte. A half a game out of first place in the West and a first-round bye in the conference tournament on the line. Scale of 1 to 10, how important are these next two ball games? On a scale of 1 to 10, it's a 10 plus, yep. plus, plus. Right, right, right. <laughs> how, why why know, is it so important to get a bye, Coach? And I know, that's, I know that well, is important. You, get, you know, when you get a bye, you don't have a play-in game, and then you don't play in the first round. Mm-hmm. And so that makes a huge difference on your legs and just your whole body to be able to continue to advance. It, it's hard to do that. Now, you know, we've played teams in the past that, for example, when Tulane was still in the league and Central Florida was still in the league, Central Florida came in last place and won four games in four days. We didn't have 14 teams in the league back then. Um but it's just difficult to do. It's very difficult to do. So, obviously, the more opportunities you get to to rest and be ready. And what happens is if we could get the buy in the first round, the double buy, basically, then you don't play to the quarterfinals. And that would be really huge. But, you know, we also understand that these two games are going to determine that. Uh, and then La Tech and North Texas has to lose something. Mm-hmm. And for us to be able to do that, and we go to UAB, we lost to UAB here, played great in the second half against UAB. Uh, they played some junk defense, and that's kind of a little bit what Rice was doing to us this past weekend, and we just could not get in a flow. And we had practiced on it all week, but you can't simulate it except for them. And uh, we just could not get offensive flow at all. So. That's what we'll work on today is offensive flow and try to prepare for a very good UAB team that can really shoot the ball and have a big post player inside. And then you go to Charlotte, and I will tell you, hands down, Charlotte's the best team in the league. Best team in the league. Um, and the reason I say that is because they're the most veteran squad in our league. Uh, they'll go in the number one seed. Uh, they should clinch that on Thursday night. Um and so they'll go in the number one seed in the tournament. But they have just a lot of veterans. A lot of their kids return for their COVID year, and they all play them extremely well. 
Coach McNellis, you got uh, you know North this North Texas situation last week. I've covered sports 147 years, and I've heard of I've heard of forfeits, but I've never heard of a no contest. What kind of well, what kind of mess is a no contest? And and delineate what's what's the difference between a, a forfeit and a no contest when the North Texas men certainly got on a bus and uh, and the Southern Miss men. The Southern yeah, Miss men, yeah, went, the Southern Miss guys got on a bus and went there. So I don't, under, I just don't understand that whole situation. Well, and I'll be honest with you, we were very, very frustrated about it, extremely frustrated. Um, and the night before they decided to do that, we were on the phone. Uh, Jeremy, he really, really jumped on board to really support us, um, and then there. AD would talk to Rand Baker at North Texas and, you know, the conference office. I mean, everybody was involved. And so what we wanted to do was play on Sunday. They play at La Tech on Saturday. We back our game up as late as they want to on Sunday. And we play on Sunday. Um, or come in and play on Friday. And she said that, um, you know, she didn't know if they could get in Friday. But the whole thing is, the whole bottom line is, is if you live in an area where there are a lot of ice storms, and Dallas is, that you would think you should pre-plan. You should know what the weather is. And, you know, and unfortunately, they were going to charter. The FW shut down, but yet they thought they could charter. Their charter got in, but it couldn't get out. So, I mean, I guess they're just not going to bust that trip, you know. Well, okay. Southern Miss are a little different. Well, okay. We're going to do whatever it takes. Not everybody will. Well, that that's all well and good, but then it should be a forfeit. Look, the game is scheduled. You don't show for whatever reason. It should be a forfeit. Your women should have been credited with a win. But instead, you get this, this I don't even, what, is, what in the heck is a no contest? Contest. And, yeah. how, and how does it affect the standings? You guys need that game. Yeah. Oh, it does affect the standings. It definitely does. Uh, affect the standings because prior to our loss to Rice, here we were tied with North Texas at that time for the number one seed in the West. Well, again, they would have an edge on us because they beat us and we didn't get an opportunity to compete. Right. And if it had been a forfeit, you'd be nine and seven in the league and you'd be tied for first place right now with Louisiana Tech. Correct. 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 All right, Luke. Three minutes left. Get well, in here with Coach. Had it been uh, Southern Miss, Old Dominion, or Marshall, it would have probably been a no contest. Anybody else, it would have been a forfeit. Coach, you don't have to comment on that. Anyway, long and short of it is, over the next uh, week, we need to be Old Dominion fans, and we need to be UTSA and UTEP fans because uh, your lady's got to get a, get a little help there. Um, but, but let's talk about um, kind of where this team is and who have you been proud of down the stretch. We know about Dom Davis and, and uh, some of your – you're, you're strong ladies, but I know you celebrated some seniors, but what ha, what's have you been most proud of down the stretch? Well, I will be honest with you. Um, you know, our four seniors, we celebrated them the other night, and the most awesome thing about that is they all graduate. Kelsey graduated in December, and the rest will graduate um, in May. So that's awesome. Basketball-wise, I'll be very honest with you. I just think our inconsistent play. We were playing really, really well. We had, I thought we were getting ready to peak. We lose Lauren Gross, you know, and she is such a vocal leader for us in every aspect of the game, off the court, in the locker room. 
and she's been out with concussions. Don't know if we'll even get her back for the conference tournament, her second concussion in a month. And, you know, you, you don't know how much one player affects you until you lose them, unless you've been around basketball a lot. It makes a difference. And I will tell you, our flow has not been very good offensively. It has not. And so that's what we've tried to work on and try to prepare for and try to just get back in a flow. We've just got to do that. I mean, it's like I think in basketball, I'm sure it's in every other sport, inches matter. So where you are making the pass from, inches matter. If you're two inches the other way, then, again, the passing angles don't be poor. So we've just got to get in a flow. I'll be honest with you, our play has not been very good. I don't know. We do have fight. We fight to the end. Even though we're playing ugly, we're fighting. So I think that would be the most thing I'm proud of because we very easily could get frustrated and want to quit. Specifically, you know, the last two games kind of struggled in the turnover margin. What do you look for this week to clean that up? Well, we got to value the basketball. Actually, you know, yesterday we were doing some drills. Today we will do the same thing where we break down our offenses so we can look at that. It goes back to inches matter of where the ball has to come from. You can't pass the ball from what I call one side of the midline, from one side of the floor to the other in a straight line pass when people are denied. That's going to be a turnover. You know, and those things. So we've tried to clean some of that up yesterday. We will work again today. Uh, we actually have our offenses today. What we're doing is breaking down them in four-on-four groups so that we can really lock in on what we're looking at and what is for. Like, we have a set of offenses that we run for posts. We have a set of offenses we run for guards. Then we have a set of offense or combos. So we are really trying to work on those, and then we'll put them five-on-five five against our practice guys. We've just got to clean some stuff up. And that's where our turnovers are coming from. Careless mistakes, just careless. Putting them all above our head. You know, I've told two of our players, every time you put the ball above your head yesterday, it's a stare. Put the ball above your head, you got to stare. We're not messing with that. And so I don't know that the unforced errors is what we can control. We've got to control those. And at one time, it was good. But again, just our offensive flow has not been very good. All right, Coach, 16-10 and 10 on the year. you got two big games ahead of you, the conference tournament and postseason plays. There's still lots to play for. I think this team is really going to make some noise this year. I don't think there's any doubt about it. And, and Coach McNellis, you know, how dare I you know, question your coaching, but I think if you made the young ladies run some stairs instead of a stare – it, oh, you're... no, it's stairs. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> oh, no, it's not just, no. <laughs> okay. He doesn't know the difference, Coach. He's never experienced yeah. it before. <laughs> All right, Coach. Right. Good luck to you on the road, Coach. We'll be pulling hard for you. Thanks for okay. being on the show. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Y'all All have right. a great week. Coach okay. Joy Lee McNellis, everybody. Head basketball coach at the Lady Eagles. You can be sure they're going to run and work really hard. See, I could handle yeah. one stair, yeah. but... All right, when we come back, Southern Miss has some football conflicts coming up. We're going to try to sort through them and see how they're going to work all this out next. The Eagle Hour, Southern Miss to the top. I want to thank Coach Joy Lee McDellis for joining us in the first segment. Wish the Lady Eagles a lot of luck. They'll be on the road uh, Thursday at UAB, then Saturday at Charlotte. Tough way to end the year. Uh, 16-10 and 10 and kind of got hosed, we believe, by the league with the North Texas game. 
but uh, Coach McAllis will have them ready, and uh, hey, you, you can be sure they'll play. Yes. It, is there? I don't want to be the conspiracy guy, but is is are we just kind of the fact that that happened that way? There might have been equated into that this whole Sunbelt well, Conference I, I, USA I situation. I wonder because they hosed them. I mean, let's just, there's no other way to look at it. If you can't show up to play, you forfeit the gum game. That's that's simple. 100%. You forfeit the game. No, I, I agree. This segment was sponsored by Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. You can soon buy your new Sunbelt Conference t shirts there. I'm sure they're on Hardy Street and right across from the campus. Okay, so the Sun Belt releases its schedule today, and there's some conflicts here that concern me. On um, October the 8th, Southern Miss will be playing at Troy and hosting Louisiana Tech. On the 15th, they'll be playing, uh, they'll be hosting Arkansas State and playing at UTEP. On the 22nd, they will uh, be at Texas State and North Texas in the same day. On the 11th of November, this is the problem here, Kelly. They're going to be host. They're going to be playing host to both Georgia State and Middle Tennessee. On the 12th, they'll be at Coastal Carolina and at Florida Atlantic. At least they're on the East Coast that day. And on the 19th, they'll be uh, hosting both South Alabama and Rice in the same afternoon. And, of course, we're comparing the Conference USA schedule to what, the Sun Belt what, schedule. Has this ever happened in the history Wait, of college football? Not here's, what you, here's what you need to know. It wasn't the Sun Belt alone that released the football schedule today. Southern Miss released the Sun Belt schedule today. So on the official Southern Miss social media and official Southern Miss media emails, Southern Miss announced their football schedule today, and it is the that one that the Sun Belt released. So that's all you need to know is that it that's in Southern Miss's mind, Full systems go. Well, I fully expect that Conference USA will release a statement today saying that if Southern Miss, Old Dominion, and Marshall do not show up for their Conference USA games, they will be slapped with a no contest. A no contest, not a forfeit. (laughs) You know, you do wonder what they're going to do about their football schedule, don't you? I really don't. I don't lose a lot of sleep. I'm not not worried. I'm just saying you have have to wonder because it – you know that's gonna really create havoc. I well, would think. Well, they'll just they'll just play some other you know some other teams from the I other side, so. yeah. the division. When yeah. you normally play just a few games, I'm on the sure side. this has never happened in the history of college football. Oh, it's never happened, not 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 in this way. But but let's just like I, I told you all off air. This is this is the most exciting thing to me, football related, in at least five years, maybe more. Because okay, so the non conference didn't didn't change. Let's just walk through that. You got Liberty on September 3rd at home. You go to Miami to Hard Rock Stadium on September 10th. All these that's, are Saturday that's games. That's great. Yeah, it's, it's, so the next week you get Northwestern State at home on September 17th. And then you go play uh, Tulane at, uh, on, on September 24th. Then you have an off week. And then, guys, it is eight in a row. Just a, a quick overview of this. This is why I'm so excited. Southern Miss fans have the opportunity – to travel less or uh, four hours or less for nine of these games. So all six home games, obviously, but three of the the other games, Tulane, um, Troy, and Monroe are all less than four hours away. And if you want to take a trip, you got a choice. You can go to, to Myrtle Beach with Conway with Coastal Carolina. You can go to San Marcos, which is between San Antonio or Austin, or um, – you can uh, you, you can go. What, which one am I missing? Do we play here against Arkansas State or up there? Yeah, here. Yeah, yeah here. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, you look Miami, at, 
and you're you're going to go to New Orleans. So you have Miami, uh, Myrtle Beach, and uh, either San Antonio or Austin. I mean, that's tremendous. You look at this conference schedule, and uh, if you if you think going to the Sun Belt is easy, you're well at Troy hard, Arkansas State winnable, Texas State I would assume at Texas State I guess winnable. I don't worry much about them. Louisiana Lafayette very difficult. Georgia State beat Auburn had it not been for the SEC officials this past year. Tough. At Coastal, come on, that's tough. And then South Alabama, I mean, that's that's tough, guys. No, you get South Alabama at home, you end up at Monroe. The one to circle is October 27th, Thursday night at the Rock against probably a ranked Louisiana team. It's going to be Kelly Sander. What is it? The uh, the Thursday before Halloween. <laughs> yes, that has all the makings of a national TV audience. And it's going to be nuts in Hattiesburg the weekend before Halloween. The students will be in rare form, I'm sure, on Thursday night, and a chance to showcase the new Sun Belt Conference. Uh, and you know, Georgia State, Bob. You touched upon Georgia State. They play at Turner Field, you know, in Atlanta, right. uh, where the Braves used to play. I and mean, it's right there on the interstate. That's a five-and-a-half-hour drive. That's an easy drive. But, you know, with these these airfares out of Jackson and Gulfport, heck, half the time you can fly round trip mm-hmm. to Atlanta for less than 200 bucks. Call parts. the game fairly. They beat Auburn. I watched they the did. whole game. They they dominated Auburn. And Auburn should have been embarrassed Correct. to win the game the way they did. And you would, you would think with this scheduling that Georgia State and Coastal Carolina, so Georgia State at home this year, we go to Coastal this year, you would think at least – they would probably be our travel partners the next two years. So to Kelly's point, you would play in Atlanta next year, and then Coastal would would come here. So that that's what's exciting. You have you have uh, you know you're going to have six conference opponents in the West with us, and then you'll have two uh, cross conference out of out of the East. Man, and I'm so telling you, Lafayette, it, Georgia State, Coastal, South Alabama in a month. That's a tough month, fellas. Twelve games, six at home, six on the road, and again. Golden Eagle fans will be able to drive uh, to three out-of-conference games in less than four hours' time. Now, when you said South Alabama, I had a little gas attack. Because yeah, of- that's not going to be good. You know that. <laughs> what should we and, – and don't you want them to do this? What I, what I was a little surprised at, I would think that moving forward, they might put the South Alabama game as the last game of the year. And, you know, start – you call it the battle for, for 98 or whatever. Right. You do something – but uh, I think it's next year. Is it next year or 25 when we actually play Mississippi State, um, the next-to-last game of the year? So I, that's going to have to change a little bit, and I would love for us to get one of these teams, you lock it in the same time in, in the conference schedule going forward to create a rivalry game. Well, needless to say, when the schedule was released, billable hours increased dramatically for several <laughs> yes. law firms. Right, <laughs> right, that's for sure. <laughs> but the best news for Southern Miss fans, and again, Bob, you and I go back, to the Stone Ages, right? Wouldn't would rarely take in a Southern Miss football game on the road, not because we didn't want to. They were just too far away. But now the accessibility, you know, for fans, the Jackson area, Monroe's right across the border, for heaven's sakes. You got the Mississippi Gulf Coast. You got Lafayette one way two hours. You got Mobile the other way two hours. It's just going to be so much more accessible and make football more fun from a social standpoint because we'll be able to be together even if it's on the road. There are two sports, there are two all sports rivalries that I think will develop in the next few years. And that obviously is the uh, Lafayette and South Alabama. 
series. I think in every sport that'll become a right. And I don't want to. I don't want to look back on the past, and I don't want to sound like I'm self indulgent here. But who, for the past three or four years on this show, has advocated going to the Sun Belt Conference? Well, yeah, we we both been talking talking about that for a long, long time. For the time. very reasons that you just said, and Luke talked about. For those very reasons, you can travel. You can develop rivalries. It's it's a great it's a great thing for Southern Miss athletics. There's no question. I like the fact that that. So think about this, guys. In one year, Southern Miss fans have the opportunity to travel to Miami, New Orleans, San Antonio, Myrtle Beach. That's amazing. Yeah. To put to play good football teams, but now you I mean, got, we don't know what Tulane's going to do. But I mean, all those others, there's a great chance that Coastal, Coastal Carolina may be a top twenty team, and we play them in November. You got to do what uh, the old owner of the Raiders used to say, though: just win, baby. You got to win. You got to win. And, and and we're talking football, of course, but it can't be underestimated too the power of some of these schools and their baseball prowess. Oh, yeah. As we said, Lafayette's been a little bit down since Coach Robichaux passed away, but but South Al's been consistently good. Lafayette's been good. Coastal was the national champion a couple of years and, ago. And speaking of that, Kelly, it's interesting. No Marshall, no Old Dominion. It'll be on the eastern side. On the, on the schedule, yeah. But those schools get what they wanted and that the, they get both get James Madison. Which, right. for some reason, both of those schools have See, a really Old good Dominion, rivalry. James Madison is going to turn into the hot game, one of the hot games in in the East. You got you got Appalachian and uh, and Coastal on this. I just wanted either Appalachian or Coastal on our schedule. And, well, you got Coastal. You got yeah, a handful. Got yeah, they're good. There's no question. And, you, about and the, a team not on this is Georgia Southern. Clay Helton, you know, got let go at USC. He's there. So I mean, the coaches on this schedule too. You start looking. I mean, you're starting off with Hugh Freeze and, and Mario Cristobal. Um, you work your way down, and you know, Butch Jones up at uh, up at Arkansas State, and of one, course, uh, one of the Bowden boys at Monroe. Yeah, Terry's down there, and then of course, Kane Womack. Man, there they are. Great All right. schedule. Mississippi State Southern Miss tomorrow night. And speaking of coaches, who better to analyze that than the great Hill Denson? He's next on the Eagle Hour. Southern Bancorp Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. This is Bob Getty along with Kelly Sander, Luke Johnson. We're glad you're with us on the Eagle Hour around the Super Talk Radio Network. I want to thank Coach Joy Lee-McDellis for joining us earlier in the show. All right, Mississippi State Southern Miss tomorrow night uh, at Trustmark Park up in Jackson. Should be a great game. Who better to talk about it than a man who's won, listen to this, guys, 1,083 wins as a baseball coach. 468 wins at USM. He's a member of the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame, the Southern Miss Sports Hall of Fame, the College Hall of Fame, and the Minor League Baseball Hall of Fame. 
Coach Denson, is there any Hall of Fame, Hill Denson with us, that you're not a member of? You left out two or three, but that'll work. No, and uh, good to be with you guys. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a great game tomorrow night, I think. Neither team is hit very good right now, so it's yes, going to be a battle. Yeah, we're, we're having a little phone reception problem with you, Coach. So if you can maybe move it to one side or what have you, maybe it'll it'll pick up a little better. All right, Coach. Uh, you, you that's co- better. Yeah, that's a lot better. You coached a lot against Mississippi State, and you've got some of the greatest stories about your your experiences against Coach Polk and other guys at Mississippi State. Share with me your favorite one. Well, I got several favorite ones over, over on Polk, but uh, – one of the one of the first memories I have from up there, the first year that I was at USM, you know, I went in January the fourth, and we played January the twenty seventh or something like that. So three weeks later, we played. So, I but I still get credit for those, that record that year, by the way. But uh, anyhow, we uh, went to state to play a three game series up there with them. I mean, that was the year they had Clark Palmera and all that bunch, and and they. Uh, Really, probably were the best team in the nation that year, very honestly. And they had a, they, I believe it was Stanford, hit a wild home run against them, ended up beating them. You got to be lucky to win that thing. So, anyhow, we played them. They got all those good ball players. And we, uh, I thought we did an outstanding job over the three game series. We held Clark and Palmera to six home runs, and that was pretty good, I thought. <laughs> and. My two buddies, Bill Lee and Charlie Allman, who I was coaching with at the time, uh, but had been coaching with before I went there, had uh, they came up to see us play, and they decided to leave early because we got so far behind. They were walking through the pines out back there behind right field going to their car, and Palmer hit one right. They bounced in between them up there on the concrete. I don't know, probably hit about five on the seat. Like the kill, they still hollered at me, cussing me because it's my fault throwing that pitch. So. But you held them to six, you held them a six home runs, coach. That was their first year. Yeah, we held them six. I thought that was pretty good. You know, so. coach, in all seriousness, though, I was looking back uh, over the weekend at your schedule, and you guys played. Uh, you played in in the Metro Conference, and you you guys consist every year. You were playing. The Florida States of college baseball. You guys played an enormously tough schedule. Oh, it really was. You know, people just didn't know the Metro Conference outside of people in the Metro Conference. Bunch. And the reason that was all our football teams were independent. Mm-hmm. So nobody knew the Metro Conference much unless you followed basketball or other sports. So, you know, but to, just to go over it, who was in it, it was us in Florida State, it was South Carolina, Virginia Tech. Cincinnati, Louisville, Memphis, Tulane, and us. So really, today that would be one of the best baseball conferences. It would rival the SEC baseball conference. So, no question. You know, and, and so it would be with that. And, uh, and, of course, our football teams, when they, by the time they got ready to get together and play football in the league, uh, you know, several had left us. You know, SEC had picked up a couple. And this, that, and the other, everything had changed tremendously. So. They ended up. That's what Conference USA became later. It became Conference USA. Right, right. Of course, since then it is dwindled. So, but anyhow, that was the way that all worked there, and it was it was a tough league. And we played, uh, you know, we played Florida State six times a year. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. It was yeah. For a long time there. That was six straight losses pretty much every time you went to play them. So. Yeah, uh, they, they, and they remain pretty tough. Now, what what in your estimation, Coach? Uh, you, I know you were at the park this weekend. We visited for a while, and uh, you've observed early on this Southern Miss team. What do they got to do to go to Jackson tomorrow night and beat the defending national champions? Well, <clears throat> obviously, both teams got to play good defense and come out and start getting some hits. Uh, I think State probably started a little bit more this weekend than, than we did. We haven't. Just hadn't been swinging the bats good. And if you remember last year, we were, this time of year, not only were we not swinging it good, we weren't even hitting it at all. We were striking out a bunch. Right. I think the state game was, uh, what, 19 or 20 strikeouts or something like that mm-hmm. against us that mm-hmm. night. But nobody was hitting much. And then they turned they turned it on later on, caught back up, started hitting. And, and that's pretty much true what's going on right now. I hope, I hope, you know, hopefully guys are good enough and I think they are to uh you know start that little switch turns on they start swinging the bat like they're supposed to right look get in here with coach Jensen coach uh, your old buddy Ron Polk he didn't really care too much uh, for his times at Pete Taylor Park some of that was because of uh, how your teams whipped up on him other times how the umpires didn't seem to jive too well when he was there either yeah I, that's true I think the last six years five or six years it, Folky was down at Start State, for, I mean, at USM for our home series. Uh, I think the last six times he got thrown out in Ashford. So, uh, and yeah, he wasn't very fond of that at all. And, uh, of course, I wasn't fond of the umpires either up at Starkville, come to think of it. Coach, you, you uh, threw a couple buckets of balls on the field in your career, did you not? Well, that's what they tell me. I don't remember much about that. <laughs> you don't remember doing that, right, Coach? No, I don't remember it at all. So. <laughs> that's what I told Doctor Lucas every time he asked. <laughs> you didn't remember that happened. Well, how much of that? How much of that though with Coach Polk was was showmanship when he was down here, or, or was any of that showmanship? Uh, probably somewhere around ninety nine point eight percent showmanship. Yeah. Yeah, the one the one night he had the twenty three twenty three minute argument. Scott Barry and, and Corky were listening in Meridian, and they put a time on it. It was twenty three minutes <laughs> before they before they threw him out. It was twenty three minutes. Oh wow, so, oh, <laughs> Coach! Uh, you know, in the, in the first couple of weeks of this season, it got released. Southern Miss uh, was was top ten in attendance uh, with Mississippi State and Ole Miss nationally. And we ask you this, I know a lot, but it bears repeating. Uh, you look at what baseball is in Mississippi. You are one of the chief arch- architects why college baseball in Mississippi is respected as it is nationally and why people love this, the game here. Well, I certainly appreciate you saying that. But actually, it was, uh, it, you know, in my opinion, Ron Pope changed the landscape in Mississippi when he came in and Mississippi State always had a good baseball program before Ron Pope, but but he came in and changed it to, well, one of the first things I remember him doing was having a high school clinic for for high school coaches up there and start, well, I remember going to it at Callaway and, and where he was putting in, you know, just teaching things that he was doing and things like that and got people interested in it. So basically over the years that Ron was there, the uh, – 
the year it, it changed to where uh, all the schools in Mississippi started hiring baseball coaches, and and including the junior colleges and all the other colleges started hiring baseball coaches instead of assistant football coaches that coach baseball, and and that's that's kind of what the whole state was when I was in high school. And uh, if you remember, and about the time I came along is about when uh, baseball coaches started being hired all over. I always say later on, uh, you know, toward the end of Ron's career up at State, the State fans were complaining that he was too old or whatever they were saying. They had to get rid of him and all that kind of stuff. And Ron Pope was that ball clubs were as good as they ever were. And what had happened was all the other teams around the Southern Mississippi, you know, Louisiana Techs or whoever, all started trying to win too. So it became important when you try to win in baseball and you do the, you know, play the game like it's kind of supposed to be played or try to teach them to do that. And uh, then all of a sudden, you don't win every game. You cannot win a every game in a baseball season. I no. don't care if, if you're the Yankees, you have the Yankees in the in the uh, Sun Belt Conference next year. If you had the Yankees in the Sun Belt Conference, they're going to lose some ball games. Ball's going to fall in some days for them. It, it, you hit line drives right at them all day. So, right. you know, it just that's the way the game is. And, and I hear the Southern Miss fans say that now, a lot of them that, that are educated. Now, you still got them starting wanting knowledge to coach. And I heard last week, I saw some Mississippi State people on the board saying that they wanted to fire Lamonis last week before last, right after the first weekend when they lost two out of three to Long Beach State, who's a great ball club. I've, I've run a regional out there at Long Beach. They, you know, California teams don't, they haven't still haven't learned out there. They're starting to do it now to, to draw fans and all. They didn't ever care about that. They always just had good teams because they had so many players in the state. Uh, and so, you know, you, you, when you fly into Los Angeles, you top that big mountain coming in, um, you're looking at 13 million people. What? We got 2.8 people in Mississippi, so. Right. Quite a difference. You know, just the numbers wise, you just got so many players, people, and plus the weather out there. Coach, hang on just a second. We got 10 seconds before we hit a break. We're going to hold you over. You going to stick with us? Yeah, hang on. All right. We'll be right back. Coach Hill Denson. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Final segment on this Tuesday brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. The website, dbathattiesburg.com. New bats, new gloves, instructors, batting cages, pro shop, training facilities. It's all at DBAT and D1. Just uh, like DBAT and D1 Training, we appreciate our sponsors, Dickey's Campus Bookmark and 4th Street, Luke and Bob from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg. And Laurel Eagle Hour, if you missed uh, earlier in the show, we discussed the uh, the brand-new football schedule out today, uh, the official one, which is the Sunbelt version of it. You can check us out on demand at supertalk.fm or in podcast form, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. We continue with former Southern Miss Baseball Hall of Fame 
head coach Hill Denson. And uh, and coach, uh, we were talking about pitching and, and Mississippi State uh, tomorrow night. Struck the Eagles out 21 times last year. Uh, Golden Eagles uh, looking to rebound. And Eagles have a much more mature, developed pitching staff this year. But a guy that really has taken, you know, uh, a lot of people uh, conversations by storm. Hurston Waldrop, a sophomore, struck out 18 right now in 10 um, innings. And a guy that's you know sitting ninety six to ninety eight. How would you manage uh, a guy like that? Had you had him uh, on a part of your pitching staff twenty years ago? I said, oh man, watch, just let him throw. So as long as he can throw a strike, then he's good, which he has been, and that's been very good. But, but unfortunate thing, we don't get to see them against Mississippi State this week. So. You know that, but they got some really good arms. Ostrander has done has does just does a tremendous job with pitchers, and and of course they're recruiting good arms in here to begin with, and and that's what you got to do. Uh, have those guys that, that that most of the time throw hard or have some sort of specialty pitch, maybe if they're not hard thrower. So anyhow, we got really good pitching, and no question about that. And, and you know we're just not swinging the bats, and and I. I've heard from state people that they haven't been swinging the bats much uh, till, till just the last couple of games. So, you know, that's just part of the game. Uh, early season, uh, usually the pitchers are always ahead of the hitters. And, you know, if y'all, you guys will remember last year, we had an awful lot of trouble uh, just making contact early in the year last year and turned into a pretty good hit ball club by the end of the year. So, you know, we got to got the guys there that can hit, I think. And uh, we'll eventually get in the good groove and start swinging that bat a little bit better and getting the big hit. We haven't uh-huh. been getting big hits when we need them, and uh, that's that's all part of it, too. Yeah. Coach, one thing I want to ask you about before we run out of time, and I look at this, and I, not being a coach, I don't understand. And I want to give all due respect to Mississippi State. Obviously, they won the national championship. But you look at Mississippi State, they're ranked seventh in the country. You look at Southern Miss, they're in one top 25 poll. But generally speaking, they're 30, 30, 35 in the country, somewhere in that area. But then they play, and every time they play, it's just real close. They're 5-5 five and five in the last 10 games against one another. Can you pay any attention to what you see in the polls? Are they in any way accurate? That's the most inaccurate thing there is in the country ever. You know, it's always that way. It's not just baseball, basketball, football, everything else. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're pretty well, pretty well uh, inaccurate all the way down. You know, uh, maybe the first two or three teams in the country that they have that may be the best in some sports, like football. But, uh, you know, it's just that's just polls for coaches, and most of them are all slanted toward how they want to vote, you know, their conference or whatever they vote for and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's just, it's just kind of bogus. They just something people talk about. So you don't really pay any attention to that? No, not at all. Yeah. It, yeah. You just don't do it because it's, it's not accurate. Right. There's, you know, really, to, there's to not that much state. difference in the clubs. Am I correct in saying that? Absolutely. And then particularly in our sport, baseball, you know, on any given day, anybody we play can beat us or we can beat anybody on their given day. So Correct. the right. game is the game is laid out that way. So you don't you don't always win when you're supposed to win, you know, you just get get a hit at the right time or inches away. Um 
you know, I, 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 I just I probably don't have time to tell the story, but when I was running a Super Regional at Ole Miss, uh, they played Virginia that year in the last game, the two out of three, they were tied one and one, and the winner goes to the uh, World Series. And, uh, Virginia hits in the second inning, they had a runner in first and second, and they hit a ball, it goes over the first baseman's head, right in the hit, it hits it over the first baseman's head. It's about an inch fair, and both those runs score. About three or four innings later on, Ole Miss had runners at first and second, and right-handed hitter hits the same ball right over the first baseman's head, and it goes about an inch foul, and they didn't score a run. They ended up getting beat two to one. And, you know, that's just an example. But later on, I heard how dumb Bianco was and all the things that happened. Did he need to be fired because they didn't get that pick or whatever, you know? <laughs> You so, gotta go. You know, that's just a part of the game, though. The inches make a difference, and who makes a catch and who doesn't. Uh, ball game Sunday afternoon in Hattiesburg. A couple of balls that guys made a great play on and got an out. And then that 13th inning the other night against South Alabama. You know, they such make a play, and we don't make a play in the outfield. So, you know, that's just the way it is. Right. Coach, always a great pleasure having you on the Eagle Hour. Thank you, sir. Same here, guys. Good to see you. Right. Enjoy me and listen to you guys. All right. Hill Denson, everybody. Eagle Hour back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Jay Ladder, Heath Hinton. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle. Till I'm free. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.